0: Speakeasy, a bar? Like, can I call it a bar? Speakeasy is like a secret like, bar. Yeah, it's this like the same as the secret bar you were talking about like, no, a No, secret bar is actually
1: not the same. It's spooky the on file. the inside. Okay. I'm assuming as the bar. Welcome back to the Maroon Weekly. This is episode 29 of second quarter. As always, I'm Isaac. I'm Poopo. I'm Miles. I'm Charlie. We've got a lot of interesting stories for you guys today, so let's just jump right into it.
0: So this winter, a bunch of new food options uh, are coming to Hyde Park. First up is one called Bibliophile. It's actually going to be opened by the same people who operate Fabiana's Bakery on 53rd. Why is
1: the restaurant called Bibliophile?
0: So on the one hand, it's going to have a bookstore in it, which means there's going to be yet another place in Hyde Park where you can go to buy uh, books or periodicals. But it's also a restaurant, and they're really pushing something that they're calling alcohol-infused desserts. Uh, they weren't exactly specific about what that would mean, but I assume there are... Uh, I assume they
1: are desserts infused with alcohol. Yeah, that's, that's a safe assumption. <laughs> yeah. There's only one way to find out, I guess. Yeah, I would assume
0: it's sort of a normal dessert, but has alcohol in some of the ingredients. They also have a very extensive uh, wine and cocktail list, uh, which are all themed after various books, including To Kill a Mockingbird, The Great Gatsby, and Alice in Wonderland. Uh, if alcohol isn't your thing, they are also uh, you know, offering a bunch of mocktails, which are named after children's books, like the popular Chicka Chicka Boom Boom. Uh, these mocktails use something called seed lip, which is a non-alcoholic spirit to create flavor profiles that match those as if they had alcohol in them. So the other thing that is coming to Hyde Park is I know something that all of the um, you know cash-strapped college students in the neighborhood were all you know really excited about. We're getting a uh, speakeasy, which is going to have uh, a theme where you have to dress up as if you're living in the 1920s to 1950s era, uh, or else they won't invite you back. You're also required to have the password to get into the Speakeasy, which they're going to be giving out through their Instagram account. Uh, And they're not going to allow you to use your phone except for in a specific area of of the Speakeasy where you're allowed to take photos. I can tell you all in this room are very excited to check out this uh, approachable and
1: uh, down-to-earth bar. Seems very family-friendly. Word. If you end up going to any of these restaurants and have an anaphylactic shock because you ate peanuts and you have a peanut allergy, the UChicago Medical School may have a solution for you. A recent study conducted by UChicago Medicine shows that exposing patients to escalating doses of peanut protein may reduce the severity of peanut allergies. The treatment used in the study, a peanut protein-derived immunotherapy drug known as AR-101, will be reviewed by the Food and Drug Administration, FDA, in 2019. If approved, it will become the first FDA-backed food allergy treatment. The study, led by Interim Chief of Allergy and Immunology, Christina Chiaco, involved 554 European and North American participants between the ages of 4 and 55 who ingested varying amounts of peanut protein while under the effects of AR-101. The study's participants received an immunocap blood test prior to participation in the study to ensure they were allergic to peanuts. Researchers only accepted patients with high-peanut-specific immunoglobin E levels. Once a participant's immune system adjusted, the dosage was increased until he or she could ingest one peanut with little to no allergic reaction. 62.7% of participants could eat the equivalent of about two peanuts without having an allergic reaction by the end of the study. The intent behind the immunotherapy treatment trial is to reduce fatal allergic reactions and develop a safety net to improve the quality of life for those affected by this disease. So if you get an alcoholic-infused dessert with peanut butter, be sure to carry around your AR-101, I guess. You'll be safe. Word. UChicago Medicine continued to make headlines this week by performing two triple-organ transplants. UCM is the only medical center to have ever performed more than one heart-liver-kidney transplant in the same year. Physicians from the University of Chicago Medicine performed two successful triple-organ transplants with... Within the span of just under two days, the hospital announced on Friday, claiming that this is an unprecedented move in United States health care. According to a news release from the hospital, the transplants, which gave each patient a new heart, liver, and kidney, took place over the course of December 19th through 21st. Triple organ transplants are extremely rare, and heart, liver, kidney transplants have only been performed 17 times in the United States since the operation was first performed in 1989 in Pittsburgh, and UChicago has performed six of these transplants overall. The hospitals claim that this is the first time these two surgeries have been performed back-to-back is supported by data from the Health Resources and Services Administration, a division of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, which shows that UCM is the only medical center to have ever performed more than one heart-liver-kidney surgery in the same year. Valuvan Jivanandam, surgical director of UCM's Heart and Vascular Center, executed the heart transplants. Talia Baker, Surgical Director and Program Director of UCM's Liver Transplant Program, performed the liver transplants. And after that, Yolanda Becker, Director of the Kidney and Pancreas Program, performed the kidney transplants. On Wednesday, a hospital spokesperson told the Maroon that one of the patients has since been discharged from UChicago's Medical Hospital, while another remains. Plans for an expansion
0: of Paris' UChicago Center were announced this week, with the finished date set for 2022 to replace the current one. Once completed, the center will feature a theater, laboratory, cafe, and green spaces, and will be one of four other UChicago centers abroad. The French National Library will be partnering with UChicago and various other higher learning institutions as part of a civic project to develop post-industrial areas of Paris' left bank. The Paris Center is being designed by the architecture group Studio Gang, which you may know from Baker Dining Commons and Campus North, as well as many other properties around the Hyde Park area. Didn't they do the... uh... Whole Foods with the yeah with the apartment thing on top of it apartment thing yeah, yeah. I think that's Studio Gang as well.
1: In other news, U Chicago Booth School of Business professor of finance Ralph Cojone recently received the Fisher Black Prize. Now, the Fisher Black Prize is an award recognizing a scholar under forty that greatly contributes to the practice of finance. There have been a total of eight Fisher Black Prizes awarded whereas four of them have gone to UChicago professors. Kojin's research focuses on insurance markets, asset pricing, and macroeconomics. Not only is he a co-editor of the Review of Financial Studies, which is a research associate at the National Bureau of Economic Research, but he's also a national fellow at the Center of, for Economic Policy Research. Sounds like a smart guy. Under 40. Definitely sounds like a guy who's under 40. The Chicago Tribune first reported this, but two people were shot on Thursday around 3.30 p.m. near 51st Street and South Drexel Avenue. A 53-year-old man and a 20-year-old man were transported to UChicago Medicine with gunshot wounds to the head and leg, respectively. Both are expected to survive. In the future, I will be hosting a UChicago sports podcast that will highlight athletes, overall seasons, and sports affecting the Chicago area, specifically the university. That'll be starting up soon. But for right now, both the UChicago women's and men's basketball teams uh, defeated Rochester over this past weekend. And there's a headline that says, Wrestlers Duel to the Death. Anyways, the wrestling team went 2-2 at the National Division III duels this weekend, defeating... Centenary University and Worcester Polytechnic Institute and failing against Osberg University and York College. That's all we have for you this week. Thanks to Ben Kent and the entire Logan Cage staff for the audio recording equipment. Music for the Weekly is produced by
0: Andrew Dietz, Aaron Senden, and Kenny talbot Vega. My name's Miles. My name's Charlie. I'm Isaac. I'm Pupo. And we will see you next week in our 30th episode. Wow.